Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show with me, Dan Wendell. I'm here today in my retro studio because we're going to be talking about how to retroactively reduce your adjusted gross income or your AGI. We're not only going to talk about how to reduce it and why you would reduce it, but we're going to talk about how you could reduce it after the fact. Tax year or the calendar year has passed. December 31st is long gone. Can you make adjustments now that will impact last year's taxes? Yes, you can. And to help me talk about that, I'm going to bring in my trusty sidekick, Tony Shore. Tony, let me tell you something. We're doing a podcast today, but we're also on video. You're about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, host Dan Wendell, a certified financial planner, is joined by his sidekick, Tony, to discuss financial issues, news, and tips. Dan keeps the focus on retirement planning, and Tony keeps the show fun and down to earth. Now, let's have some fun planning your retirement and begin the show. There we have it, Tony. I just want to highlight to the viewers my studio here. I'm just going to bring it up a little bit and have you give your opinion on it, Tony, because I know if we look at your studio, it looks very similar. Oh, Tony's he's even got his is you you got your retro I love it. I love it. You get your retroactive speakers. Uh are those your grandmother's speakers? Because wow, I I love it. It is retro, but those seriously, those speakers with those kind of grills usually sounded pretty good. And that little stereo you got back there, that's pretty nice. That's uh that's actually gonna gonna bring you big money now. I was gonna get a gramophone. And be like, all right, Tony, ah. this is when you started listening to music. But I didn't want to insult you because you insult yourself by looking around yourself. Well, you didn't even have well, to prep wait, for today's show. Wait, gramophone. Look at this. Oh, oh you have a gramophone. <laughs> I didn't know you owned a gramophone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have... I got to have something to play my... I collect records, of course. You see the records, but I have to have something, Dan... To play those 78s on all my 78s, <laughs> you know, the thick, well, you don't want to drop them or they'll break. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can, you can melt those down and build a submarine out of it. So, you know, <laughs> I was thinking like retroactive, I wanted to bring in some retro and I wanted to go back, but I said, you know, I'm not going to go back to the 1940s. Let's just go back. And I, so the collection I have here is probably from the seventies, maybe early, uh, late sixties, but, um, Again. Early 70s, I'm going to say. Retro. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk now. Quick quiz for you, Tony. What does AGI stand for? Did you Were you paying attention? Adjusted gross individual. No, adjusted gross income, not individual. Yes. Uh, not a gross, gross individual. individual. Adjusted gross income. Which is kind of so, like the after taxes income that you you have, well, right? No, so it's it's okay. All right, you got you, you adjusted gross income is what you calculate to then determine what your tax rate's going to be. So uh, a lot of times you can't control it. So um, I want to talk about how we can adjust it retroactively because a lot of people r- right now the tax deadline got extended for twenty twenty one to May. 17th it's usually april 15th right so um they extended it so people have more time to to react but the 
most people say, well, it's too late. The year is over. I mean, I can't, what am I, what am I going to do now? I'm stuck. So we're going to talk specifically about um, how to go about changing last year's taxes today. But before I get into it, I want to talk about why we might want to do this. And I'm going to let you guess, but before I do, I'm going to give the easy one away. So you have to struggle a little bit. So the the obvious reason why we'd want to reduce taxes is to lower or lower your adjusted gross income will reduce your taxes. Right. Less Pay less in taxes. taxes. Right. Right. So that's the obvious one. And there are ways to lower. There are ways, Dan, to lower your AGI is what you're saying. And so obviously that's a good thing because, uh, you know, oh, hey, I make a hundred grand a year. I want to lower that my adjusted gross income so I don't have to pay taxes on the full 100. That's what we're talking about, right? That's right. That's right. So, you know, a lot of people we used to get, everyone used to have different deductions and everything that they would do and write-offs. But now the government changed, I think, um, maybe two years ago now or three, the standard deduction was raised. So most people just use the standard deduction. But this is beyond that. How can we lower it beyond that and why? So lowering it obviously reduces taxes, but there's got to be another reason why we'd want to lower our AGI. And I'm going to ask you if you have any ideas. Uh, Well, one would be uh, to apply for FAFSA um, for college uh, to get more to be able to borrow more at a low rate, something like that. Uh, What you pay uh, for in college. uh, My son, when he first went to college, his FAFSA that we had to fill out uh, to get the federal loan grant, that type of thing, they base that on your adjusted gross income. And so if we can lower our adjusted gross income, uh, that's going to help with that. So they look at your past year's taxes and your AGI. Right. Can I have a negative AGI and then have them pay me to go to college? <laughs> That's where you, you want to go. <laughs> well, we, I, I of course looked into that and uh, no. <laughs> you're like, can I go back with him? All right. So you're right. This is good. So the, another reason to do it would be to actually um, get more benefits from different things right. like college. Uh, I know a lot of um, hospitals, if you have a hospital bill and they give you an application for financial aid, They'll say, what's your adjusted gross income? So you so financially, that's that the case. word I was looking for. Financial aid. Yeah. To get any type of financial right. aid for college or for to cover huge medical bills. Uh, some hospitals will actually help you, uh, but they're going to base it on that. But uh, they base it on past your past AGI right. from the last time you filed for taxes, your last tax return. So I don't understand the rest. It's retroactive. So enjoy. Uh, how oh, can wow. we do it? Ret- how can we do it retroactively? That's so I question. will I will tell you that. But I want to point out one of the big reasons why you'd want to do this besides okay. financial aid. It's, it's another financial aid is from the government for health insurance. So the tax ah, health insurance credits for the Affordable Care Act, they use modified adjusted gross income. So you want that to be lower. So you get a higher tax credit for health insurance. and. In 2021, April 1st, they changed the rules. So it used to be a cliff. So if let's say the maximum AGI for a married couple was, I think it was $69,000. If you made more than that, a dollar more, you got no tax 
credit for health insurance. If you made less than that, you might get 10,000 of credit. So there was a cliff. They've done, done away with that. One dollar could still, make a difference. Right, right. So one dollar can make a difference and you'd want to retroactively reduce it. But now they've <laughs> limited, they've, they've eliminated that. So now it's a percentage of your AGI. So you still want your AGI to be lower. So you get even more in medical uh, tax credits toward health sure. insurance. A lot of people don't even realize that they can now qualify. So they're going to be looking at their 2021 income. But when they're looking at what's my AGI, they say, oh, what was it last year in 2020? Right. And this applies for every year. You can retroactively lower it. So I want to talk about that because I know you're getting antsy. Look at you. You're giving me the look like, come on, let's talk about the retroactive part. So the big thing is when you're filling out your taxes, filling out the FAFSA form, you're filling this out. You're right. It's like, what was it? What, what did I do? How do I fill out the form and how much tax do I owe? That's tax preparation. You pay someone, you go to your accountant, you pay them and they, they fill out the forms for you. And then they say how much you owe. Or in your case, how much you get back because you like to overpay for whatever reason. We've talked about that before. <laughs> it's better to owe money to the government than to get a refund, in my opinion. But that's neither. My wife, nor. my I, wife and I call it forced savings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, it's in the book. You know, it's in the book, uh, the spending right. window. How you should, uh, yeah, save some more money. Wait, but here, here's wait the oh, spending window. Right I just wait. Oh, look at that. Look at yes. that. This is a cool book. I mean, I love just even the artwork, but the concept is what it's all about. The spending you know window. And look at the, the artwork on that. Look at these guys. The, the cover is great, but unfortunately on the back, you have photos so of the authors. <laughs> that detracts from it a little, little bit. gray hair. I had I didn't yeah. have gray hair in that picture. You know, my uh, my brother Jim. Photoshop does wonders. Front. Look at that. Oh, Look at what Photoshop can do. I'm trying okay, to tell you ahead. that my brother did the front front cover, and uh, you're ignoring it. You don't want to. Give oh, my, which brother? My brother, Jim. my brother Jim did that one. He's yeah. the artist. I was gonna say I didn't think Ed could. <laughs> Ed could not do that. <laughs> so, the reason why we want to do tax planning instead of tax prep is because you wanna think ahead. You wanna be thinking, all right, what can I do now to reduce my taxes in the future? What we're gonna to do today is what can I do now to reduce my taxes in the past, okay? Oh, so that's I'm gonna go crazy. Retro, I got three, three different tactics, three different tactics. Um, and I'm gonna start with the first one, which is my favorite. It's my favorite financial tool. It's my favorite financial discussion topic. And it's boring to a lot of people. Most people don't know about it and it's called the health savings account, HSAs. So if you're a family, Tony, and you have a high deductible health plan, you're allowed to contribute to a health savings account. And what that does is it allows you to put money away before tax. So whatever you put away comes right off of your AGI. It comes right off mm -hmm. the top. And oh, wow. when you use it for health care expenses, you don't pay taxes on it. And if it grows, if you invest it and it triples, you don't pay tax on the gain. So health savings accounts are awesome. I've done a show on it. I suggest people watch it. Now, when you're contributing to an HSA, there are limits. It doesn't matter how much income you make, but you need a high deductible health plan. So if you have sure. it, you can contribute. So last year, the limit for a family was $7,100. Now, if you're over 55, you can add an extra thousand. So 
let's say you wanted to add $7,100 to your HSA. You had an HSA last year and you didn't do it. December 31st is come and gone. You're out of luck. Wrong. You're not out of luck. You can retroactively add to 2020 or last year into your HSA, even though the year is gone. Wow. Very important. Very important to note this. So, because a lot of people don't know what their tax situation is until after the year's over. They don't know how much income they get their 1099s. They're like, all right, let's figure this out by W-2. Oh, I have, I should have added more to my HSA. So what you want to do is you want to do it before you file your taxes and before the tax deadline, which in 2021 is May 17th. So if it's April and you're watching this, you can add to your HSA for last year. Not too late. So even even though it's the new year, if it's before you file for taxes, you can add to that HSA retroactively and thereby lower your adjusted gross income because that comes off of your income then. Right. So let's say um, you you filed and your adjusted gross income was it was seventy five thousand and you're like, oh, I wish it was below 70 because I would get some benefit. You can throw seven thousand into your HSA for last year and go from seventy five down to sixty eight thousand like that. Now you have to have the money. That's the hard part, right? <laughs> you sure, well, but sure. Yeah, it's not before you file taxes; it's before the tax deadline. So you could file taxes, realize your mistake, file an amendment as long as you put the money in before the tax deadline. Yeah, so and that amendment will lower your adjusted gross income in the amendment. So, right. uh, and that the will year. be, yeah, and that's what will be looked at when you when open enrollment comes then that year for uh, insurance for the Affordable Care Act when you try to get health insurance or get a, a tax credit for uh, your health insurance or some type of other uh, tax credit, whether right. it be right. yeah financial awesome. aid or whatever it is. Right. Yep. So you could, so don't fear. Oh my goodness. I, the year is over. I've missed out the boat. If you have an HSA, you're allowed to go <laughs> retroactively. So when you, when you go to add money and a lot of it's online now with the HSA accounts, sure. you want to go online and there's going to be a drop down. Usually it says, which tax year do you want this to be for? And the provider of the HSA will most likely, the custodian will most likely have it already there. And they might even say, you could still add to last year. Do you want to add to last year or this year? They usually default to the current year. So make sure you go and you change that. So that's a big one. The same can be said, Tony, about another tax deductible contribution to your savings. Not health, but retirement. And that is your Ah. traditional IRA. An IRA. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's pre-tax money that goes in. So mm-hmm. I bet you're going to tell us that we can contribute to our IRA even after the end of the year? Retroactively. Absolutely. So let's say in hmm. 2020, you forgot to add to your IRA. You could have added 6000 In your case, Tony, you could add 7000 because you're over age 50. So say you forgot to add another 7000 So there you go. Same deal as the HSA. As long as it's before the tax deadline, you could say, I want to make a contribution and I want it to be for the previous tax year. And you have to let the custodian know that because when they code it and they say, oh, thank you for the 7,000 deposit, let's invest it for you, however you do it, they're going to assume it's for the tax year that you're in. They need to be told specifically this is for last Uh year. 
So that's the, otherwise it's going to be for the current year. Yeah. So, and Dan, you're talking about, um, a contrib retroactive contributions into last year's HSA into last year's make a retroactive contribution to a traditional IRA. But as you mentioned before, I think we need to reiterate an important part of all this. There are limits to how much you can contribute. So there are limits to how much you can retroactively lower that adjusted gross income, I think, right? That's right. So there are limits to the HSA, meaning you have to have a high deductible health plan when it comes to traditional IRA. There are limits in terms of dollar amount based on your age, but also sure. not everyone can contribute to an IRA and get it tax deduction. It, ha- it also depends if you have a 401k. If you have a company-sponsored 401k that you're contributing to, or even if you're not contributing to it, if you have access to it, you, can, you cannot contribute to your traditional IRA if your income above is, is above a certain level. I think I have it written sure. down here. Uh, 104,000 if you're married. So if you make more than that, then you can't do both a 401k and a traditional IRA. Ah, You can, but you can't deduct it. If you want the deduction, which is the whole point, the lower the AGI, then you're going to want to make sure you follow the rules. But for a lot of people, they can get a deduction into their 401k. And there is that step up, if the catch up, they call it, if you're over 50. So it's worth looking into if the tax year has passed and you still want to make some changes. All is not lost. Yeah. So we've talked about number one, the number one way you gave us to lower our adjusted gross income retroactively was the, was an HSA contribution. Number two was a traditional IRA retroactive contribution. So what's next? So the last one, and this is going to be a general one, uh, I'm not going to get into the detail because I could probably do a whole show on it, but it's business deduction. So there's a lot of things that business owners can do, and not everyone's a business owner, not everyone this applies to, but if you are a business owner, you're a sole proprietor or you're, you have owner S-corp or C-corp or something like that, you realize the power of business write-offs. What the business write-offs allow are some deductions or changes based on last year. So you can make some decisions now how you want to handle last year. You got uh, expenses that you can carry backwards. They call those lost carrybacks. Um, they made some changes in the uh, CARES Act about how you can um, deduct excess business losses, business interest. And then the big one was depreciation, how you can normally when you buy a big item, um, you can depreciate it over a certain number of years. Now the rules have changed where you could depreciate a lot of it up front. So there are some pretty cool tax things that you can do. And this reminds me, is a good time for me to make a point, Tony, is that I am a CFP, not a CPA. Certified financial planner, not a certified public accountant. So the tax sure. discussions we're having today, I'm not a CPA. So you need to talk to a professional about taxes when you're doing this. So I'm not going to help you by preparing your taxes and you get paid for me. I am going to work with your CPA. I am going to help you think about tax planning because that's part of a certified financial planner's goal is to do the yeah. big picture and make sure you're, you're following taxes, which is a huge part of people's lives. So it's the number one expense people face in their life is taxes. So true. I, I would be remiss not to talk about it, but I also want to point out that I am not a CPA. So please take that under consideration when you're doing any sort of tax discussions. 
Well, plus when you talk about that, Dan, as far as uh, why you, you the role you play as a, a financial planner with taxes, you're not a CPA, and CPAs are basically helping you file your tax return and look at last year, which we're talking about a little bit of that today. But your goal and the reason you need a financial advisor, a financial services professional like yourself is because you need somebody that's looking at the big picture. That's going to look down the road uh, like, oh, how is this going to affect your taxes and retirement and how your taxes are affected with your current investment accounts your retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks, they all have tax implications. Healthcare has tax implications. Everything we talk about on the show, even social security, it all has tax implications. And these aren't the big picture things aren't some, that's not something, uh, those aren't strategies a CPA will lay out for you. Uh, you need a financial planner that's going to work alongside your CPA uh, and make sure that somebody's got that big picture. Somebody has to be holding the box lid, Dan. It's like if you have a 5,000-piece puzzle and you don't have the picture that's on the box lid um, and you're looking at 5,000 pieces, you know, uh, a CPA might say, I can take, I do the edge pieces. I can get all those for you. That's no problem. I don't need the box lid for that. But to get the rest of the puzzle together, you've got to have, you got to know what the final picture looks like. That's and, it. And that's, good point. and that's a good analogy, right? I, it is. It is a good analogy. I pulled and that one out of my nether regions, but that's yeah, a, good, that's job. a good one. Talk about retroactive. <laughs> you really went back for that. Man, sure. I'm surprised you, you're not passed out right now. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's a different discussion. It's a different discussion than the CP, CPA would have with you. It's more sure. How does taxes impl- implicate something? So if we're going to do something, how's that going to, how's your going to be, how's your tax bill going to come out if we do that? Yeah. And then let's not do it. Let's do something different. So let, you know, that's what you want to do. You want to be planning instead of being reactive. So, um, here's a question like Tony that we, that a CFP would address as opposed to CPA. Should you take on debt to reduce your AGI? Ah, so we talked about, Hey, I need, I could put 7,000 in my HSA. I could put 7,000 in my IRA. That's 14 grand. I don't have 14 grand sitting in my checking account. Should I take on a loan to pay to put into my IRA to get the tax reduction, does that make sense? And I'm not going to answer it, but I'm going to say that is a conversation I have with people um, because sometimes you have to do the math makes sense to do it. Right. Do I do a home equity line of credit so I can reduce my taxes? What? Wait, who talks like that? You know, these types of discussions are what you need to have. And I only know this from uh, doing the show with you being a co-host, but I know the answer is as well. You have to look at is the interest rate. Can you get a low enough interest rate now on a loan or that interest rate payment is going to be less than the money you're going to save by retroactively lowering your adjusted gross income when it comes to uh, aid, financial aid or, you know, things like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's there's some math formula in there, but there's also life. So it might say, well, it makes sense to do it, but can I do it? Will it affect my life? So that's the CFP in me that would be like, all right, let's step back and take a big picture. So sure. really, the conclusion is there are retroactive opportunities. Um, you know, everyone likes retro. You, the, the the in the beginning, you wrote uh, 
or the, the sound you had retroactive, right? Uh, you know, should probably likes- apply retroactively. Retroactively? Yeah. <laughs> retroactive? Plus, it's retroactive, so enjoy. So enjoy. Ah, enjoy. Exactly. Enjoy this. So enjoy the opportunity. But next time, it's better if you don't, don't aren't scrambling. You're planning ahead. So for me, when it comes to my HSA, I do contribute the previous year after it's over because I need to figure out how much makes sense. So uh, I like maxing out the HSA, but maybe someone says, I don't have that kind of money. But then when they do the math, they say, yes, now it makes sense. They can actually see if I add a thousand to my HSA, here's what my tax bill is going to be. Wow. I saved $300 by putting a thousand away. That's a pretty good return. So then they do it. So that's the idea, Tony. Be proactive instead of reactive. But if you miss the boat, don't worry. You can always get the late bus. There's a late bus, right? Remember the late bus <laughs> well, in school? Yeah, thank God. Well, and hey, what you've got written right down there right now, uh, I think that's an important note. We're talking about retroactively being able to change our AGI, but it's better to be proactive so you don't have to do it retroactively. It's better to do these things as we go, uh, but it's good to know there are opportunities here, right? That's right. And so I can look back and I can look behind me and see I got a retroactive camera and I got the old <laughs> stereo system with the funny knobs. And I know that I can always go back. Look at that TV, Tony, the, the old TV up above the mic. Oh, so yeah. I, but, but the thing with me is, Tony, this is a green screen. So I, I'm going to go back to the real world. I'm not going to be a technology Luddite, oh. but some people like to live in the past. They like to surround themselves with the old stuff. They don't want to advance. And so I'm trying to get people to advance, Tony, right? You mean like CDs? They're already, I'm. people think I'm old and, and uh, crazy for having CDs. But I mean, how many people have Charlton Heston reading the Bible on CD? I'm you, Tony. <laughs> I cannot think of a better way. To end the show right there. So on that note, let's bring in my kids to close out. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not an investment advice. Dan Whittle, Nordelphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas.